Greetings and welcome to another episode of From John to Justin. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. Don't forget, I have several other podcasts out there. Canadian History X, Pucks and Cups, Canada's Great War, and Coast to Coast, available on all podcast platforms. I do all of this full-time, the writing, the research, everything. So every dollar you give helps keep it all going, and I truly do appreciate it. And I'll make sure I thank you on the air and throughout my social media. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Bairdo37, where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. You can also visit my YouTube channel, where I put up weekly videos about Canada's history. Just go to youtube.com slash c slash CanadianHistoryX. And I have hundreds of articles on Canada's history on my website. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. Following the death of Jack Layton, the role of the leader of the opposition fell to the second woman to ever hold the post, Nicole Termel. She had been chosen as the interim leader a month earlier, while Layton battled a second cancer following the biggest victory in the history of the NDP in the 2011 election. The story of Nicole Termel begins in Quebec, where she was born on September 1, 1942, to Laval and Amelia Termel. Her father Laval ran a dairy farm and was a city councillor, so politics was always important to the family. In 1960, Termel would marry and leave the community to settle in Alma, Quebec. Her and her husband would have three children until they separated, and then Termel became a single mother. In 1977, Termel began to work as an employment counselor assistant and typist for the regional office of the Canada Employment Centre. It was working there that would inspire her to become active in unions. She was recently divorced with three children and she was shocked by the lack of communication between workers and managers, and she would say, quote, I got involved in the union because of the injustices I was seeing, end quote. She often saw clerical and regulatory employees, typically women, being treated unfairly. One example of this was when female employees received less overtime reimbursement for their meals than other male-dominated employee groups. In 1979, Termel would be elected to a position in the Canadian Employment and Immigration Union. At the time, the union was dominated by males, and she would say it was not easy for women to participate. As time went on, she would begin to hold more senior positions on the local and senior level of the union, eventually becoming the vice president of the national organization in the 1980s. In 1980, 40,000 clerical and regulatory union members went on strike in what was the first big strike in the federal government. The strike was not sanctioned by the National Executive of the Union. Termel would say, quote, Women workers were being told by our union not to take strike action against an unfair employer. The male-dominated leadership of the time was out of touch with the reality faced by CRs in our workplace. We were outraged by the way the union was treating us, but we were even more outraged at the employer, end quote. The strike was a challenge for Termel as she raised her three children. Many of the strikers were women in the same situation, but eventually the union leadership accepted the strike, and the strike ended after 15 days with the workers gaining bonus payments, improved parental leave, and wage increases. When free trade was the main topic of discussion in Canada during the 1988 federal election, Termel would speak out against its impact on workers. She would say, quote, The government itself has admitted that as many as half a million jobs would be lost to free trade. Those of us who work daily with the unemployed know how severe the problem is. We should tell Mulroney we can't afford any more Shefferville's. Shefferville, Quebec, used to be a major mining community with 5,000 residents. 
1982, Brian Mulrooney, then president of the Iron Ore Company, stopped mining in the area. This caused 4,000 of the non-Indigenous inhabitants to leave the community, and today the population of the town is 213. In 1989, Termel campaigned to try and keep the Mount Apica base open, but when that became impossible, she attempted to get the displaced employees' jobs elsewhere without losing benefits. After 30 years in Alma, Termel would leave to settle in Gatineau in 1990, and she would run for a national elected position, the president in the union, stating, quote, It is time a woman ran this component, and I am ready. End quote. The move to Gatineau was spurred on after she lost the election. She would say, quote, I was not fully bilingual. My network was in Quebec, and even though my children were grown up, it was still difficult. End quote. In 1991, she would be elected to the executive of the Public Service Alliance of Canada. That same year, she would lead 10 other female Public Service Alliance of Canada members as they walked into the office of Mary Collins, the Minister for the Status of Women, in an effort to stop the government from blocking pay equity. She would say, quote, We want to tell her that $500 was no solution to pay equity. End quote. That $500 was a signing bonus offered to 30,000 lower-paid public servants. Collins refused to see the women, stating the action was not the way to deal with issues. In 1994, Termel became the first executive vice president, remaining in that role until 1997. She would say, quote, I worked a lot on our pay equity struggle. I was on the executive when we decided not to accept the government's offer to settle and to wait for the court decisions. Many members were really upset with us. Years later, we won the big fight and a lot of money for federal employees. This came with a recognition long overdue of the value of their work, end quote. In 1997, Termel became the National Executive Vice President, remaining in the role until 2000. She would also serve as Acting President briefly in 1999. In October 1999, she would have one of her biggest successes when it was ruled that the Liberal government owed 200,000 mostly female workers 13 years of back pay plus interest to wipe out the wage gap between men and women in the public service. The average worker was owed about $30,000. The decision would cost the government $3.3 to $3.6 billion dollars. Termel would say, quote, Finally, the work of women throughout Canada is being recognized and everyone shall be equal. End quote. On May 5th, 2000, she became the first woman to ever be elected president of the PSAC in its 34-year history. She would say upon her election, quote, I'm committed to accountability. I have already stated my support for cost containment and my commitment to put in place the checks and balances to make sure we live within our approved budget. End quote. She would also state that she would tackle the Canadian Alliance, calling the party a threat to equality. She was re-elected in 2003 and would state, quote, We are breaking new ground and I'm quite happy to see how progressive this union is and open to change and doing new things, end quote. She would leave her position in 2006 rather than run for re-election. During her time as president, the organization made a shift towards social activism. She would also serve on the executive committee of the Canadian Labour Congress. As a member of the PSAC, the National Aboriginal, Inuit, and Métis Network was also created. A social justice fund was also created to advance work in anti-poverty initiatives and other causes. In 2006, Termel received the Mitchell Park Award for Merit to Service. After she left the PSAC, Termel began working for the city of Gatineau, serving from 2007 to 2011. In 2009, she would run in the Gatineau municipal election but lost by 96 votes. Throughout the 1990s and into the 2000s, Termel was a member of the NDP and even served as the associate president of the party under leader Alexa McDonough, who sadly just passed away this past week. She would also moderate the leadership selection process that saw Jack Layton become leader in 2003. In 2011, Termel would run for the first time in a federal election in her campaign in Hall Aylmer. 
and she would run on a campaign of local issues, including the protection of Gatineau Park and a ferry between Canada and Elmer, and she would state, quote, I know what people in Hall Elmer are going through. They need some help. They need some support, end quote. In an upset, she would defeat the Liberal incumbent by 23,000 votes, becoming the first non-Liberal to win in the riding since 1914. With 61% of the vote, Termel was surprised by her showing. She would state, quote, Our people and I are ready for the changes. We will work with a majority government, and I will, just like I said I would. End quote. Soon after the election, she was named the chair of the NDP National Caucus. On July 25, 2011, Layden announced he was taking a temporary leave of absence for health reasons, and Termel was appointed as the interim leader, getting the unanimous support of the NDP caucus. In his speech to Canada, Layden would state, quote, I suggest that MP Nicole Termel should be named interim leader during this period. Ms. Termel enjoys unanimous support as the national chair of our parliamentary caucus. She's an experienced national leader in both official languages, and she will do an excellent job as our national interim leader, end quote. Sources that were close to Layton stated that Termel was chosen because she was bilingual, experienced, and would not ruffle too many feathers in the caucus. She was also not believed to harbor leadership aspirations and would not create internal divisions while Layton was on leave. I clearly have big shoes to fill, but I'm also fortunate to be standing on such a solid foundation. Jack Layton has spent eight years building this new Democrat movement for a better Canada. Eight years building a team that is ready to tackle any circumstance with hope and optimism. That's exactly what you can expect from us in the coming weeks. I've never been prouder to be a new Democrat. And I've been at this for decades. In the 90s, I chaired cross-country NDP panel that consulted Canadians on their ideas about progressive government. I served as associate party president under Alexa McDonough and moderated the leadership process that Sir Jack Layton elected. It was Jack who convinced me that it was time to run for parliament. And now, this team has a chance to get results for Canadians like never before. Canadians elected a history-making New Democrat caucus that ran on five clear commitments. Strengthening health care, Improving pension, creating good jobs, making life more affordable, and fixing Ottawa. Preparations are well underway for our fall strategy session, where we will hammer out a practical agenda for the next session of Parliament. New Democrat MPs are already working hard gathering input from Canadians. You will be seeing a lot more of me as well promoting the priorities of families across, across Canada. And Canadians can count on this. You will see our new Democrat team continue to work for you with the same hope and optimism that define our leader. The same hope and optimism that we see Jack Layton bringing to his own fight. Together, we'll build a better Canada and we won't stop until the job is done. Many were shocked that a rookie MP was chosen to be interim leader only a couple months after the election, but others applauded the decision. John Gordon, president of the PSAC, stated, quote, She is new as an MP, but is certainly not new to the party. We were together at the leadership convention when Jack was elected, and she knows a lot of the caucus members and has dealt with them on several occasions. End quote. 
Others stated that the decision to elevate her to interim leader was brilliant and was an endorsement by Layton to keep the playing field level in the party and create stability over the short term. Green Party leader Elizabeth May would state, quote, Her capable leadership will allow Jack to put his focus on his health so that he can then rejoin us in Parliament, end quote. Termel simply stated she was honored by the selection and wished Layton a speedy recovery. And Nicole Termel joins me tonight from Ottawa. Ms. Termel, Jack Layton has been one of the most visible and vocal MPs in Ottawa for some time. How visible should Canadians expect you to be in this interim role? I would be really visible and as a matter of fact I'm leaving Sunday to go to Vancouver and then from there I'll go to Newfoundland next week. So that's two examples where I promise people that I will be visible as much as I can to go on with the work that Mr. Mr. Layton prepared. What kind of relationship do you anticipate having with the Prime Minister? I believe that he promised Mr. Layton that he will have a, an open relation in the sense that discussion with me. So I'm still waiting for the fold, but all together, we'll do our job on our side to make sure that we represent Canadian. The, the nature of those relationships, though, Prime Minister and Opposition Leader are by their very nature often acrimonious. How prepared are you to take on that side of this role? I represent at the time the labor movement, so I was used to deal with a lot of uh, people, cabinet minister, as well I've been in the party for 20 years at this point, uh, representing being president, associate president of the labor council, labor federal council, so it is clear to me I have experience to represent the Canadian altogether, but to present the principle of the party with the caucus, we have a strong caucus united and a strong team of staff to work with us. Before long, there was criticism about her bilingualism due to her English speaking and her brief political resume. Another criticism came about when it was found she briefly held membership in the Bloc Quebecois. When she was the president of the PSAC, she encouraged members of the union to vote for candidates, Liberal, NDP, and Bloc, that had been endorsed by the union for their progressive values. In December 2006, she would take out a membership in the Bloc Quebecois for her friend, Carol Lavilly, who was running in the party. As a member of the Bloc Quebecois, she would also donate $235. In 2011, she cancelled her membership with the Bloc Quebecois and filed papers to run as a member of the new Democratic Party. She would state that she had no separatist views and had voted no in both the 1980 and 1995 referendums. She also stated she never voted for the Bloc and she refused a request by Gilles Duceppe to run as a Bloc candidate because she disagreed with Quebec sovereignty. As interim leader, she would reach out to English Canada, making trips to Newfoundland and elsewhere. NDP interim leader Nicole Termel is just a few days on the job, and she's got a lot of people to meet to get up to speed. Today, she started in Vancouver, and the CBC's Susanna Da Silva was there too. Nicole Termel was right in the middle of the orange wave, but as she passed, most didn't realize it. What's her name? I know it's a lady. <laughs> oh, the lady from Quebec. Best I can do for you. It has only been a few days since the NDP officially appointed her after Jack Layton's surprise announcement on Monday that he was stepping down to battle a new form of cancer. Jack Layton spent a lot of time here during the recent federal election campaign and would have been easily recognized by this crowd. Tremel walked through it in relative anonymity. Hi, I am Taking to introducing herself to people one by one, and for her, that is what today is about. 
I understand it is a challenge. It's normal. I accept that. We have a great team, and we have a great team of staff as well. And by the time, by September, mid-September, people will know me. I said I'll be accessible, and I will work really hard. Important for a party that won 12 seats in this province. But could be tough considering Leighton's popularity and the fact English isn't her first language. I've been here many times. I'm bilingual, but not as, as fluent in English. That's normal. But I think I can push for my idea, the idea of the party, and I will be okay. You know, she'll get used to uh, speaking in English, and I think she's doing a great job. The most important thing is her ability to communicate with people. I think she's done that with her smile, with her, with her just warm response to people. Voters say it's going to take some time. Oh, Jack was well-respected out here everywhere, right across Canada. Great guy. Well, I certainly don't know her, so I mean, it's gonna, yeah. that's, that's already a setback, so. Yeah. Everyone knows she'll who Jack Layton is. Well, I think she'll have to do all the work. I can make, you know, prove she can do her job and, and, and be a good leader. Today was the first of several visits Jermel will make across the country. She'll be in Newfoundland and Labrador later this week. Susanna De Silva, CBC News, Vancouver. Then, following the death of Layton on August 22nd, she became the second female leader of the opposition after Deborah Gray. In his last letter, Layton would state, quote, I recommend that MP Nicole Termel continue her work as interim leader until a permanent successor is elected, end quote. On her role as leader of the opposition, Termel would state, quote, We have an obligation. That's what he gave us as his legacy. It is important for us to continue that, and Canadians are entitled to it, end quote. She would say of Jack Layton, quote, Jack was a courageous man. It was his leadership that inspired me and so many others to run for office. We members of Parliament, New Democrats and Canadians, need to pull together now and carry on his fight to make this country a better place. End quote. Mr. Speaker, I rise to address the House today beside an empty chair. In it sat a great Canadian, a great leader, and a great parliamentarian. Mr. Speaker, in this chair sat a friend. And I know that many honorable members on both sides of this esteemed house call him the same. This House of Commons and this country have suffered a tremendous loss. It is with great sadness that we are beginning this new session of Parliament by paying tribute tribute to the uh, honorable member from Toronto Danforth, Jack Layton. I know that all members join with me in offering our sincere condolences to the family of our dear colleague, to his wife in particular, the Honorable Member for Spadina, uh, Bob, David and Nancy, his children, his son Michael, his daughter Sarah, and his granddaughter Beatrice. Monsieur le Mr. Speaker, last week the family of Jack Layton provided me with an eagle feather that he has in his, had in his office, and it was sacred to him. When he had to make important decisions, that feather reminded him that he needed to think of the people and the impacts of decisions on future generations. Mr. Speaker, that feather was provided to me as leader of the New Democratic Party to embody the spirit of Jack Layton and the spirit with which he guided our party. 
And, Mr. Speaker, when I accepted that feather, I made a commitment to his family, as I am making a, committee, a commitment right now to all Canadians to continue our work in the spirit in which he led us. As this ask, seen as passionate, tireless, and committed an advocate for the less fortunate than Jack Layton. Termel would not move into the official residence of the opposition leader, but she would entertain there and sleep over on occasion. At the funeral of Leighton, she would read a biblical passage. On March 24, 2012, she gave up leadership of the party to Thomas Milcair, who was elected leader in a leadership election. On November 8, 2012, she introduced a motion to protect Gatineau Park. This act would have established the boundaries of the park and several environmental groups supported the bill. The Gatineau Park Protection Committee, though, did not support it, feeling it fell short. The GPPC stated the bill placed the interests of the park's private landowners over that of the public and the bill was defeated by the Conservative government on April 30, 2014. The Conservatives stated the bill was too restrictive. For the remainder of her term in the House of Commons, Termel would serve as the opposition whip in the shadow cabinet of the NDP. In 2015, she would lose her re-election bid as the Liberals surged back from third place to once again lead Canada. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at Nicole Termel. If you did, please leave a rating and review. Next week, we're looking at Thomas Mulcair. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Katie Caldwell, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Shove, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rawa, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from McLean's, Alberni Valley Times, The Ottawa Citizen, Wikipedia, Montreal Gazette, Vancouver Sun, National Post, Whitehorse Daily Star, and The Windsor Star. Thanks. We'll see you again next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.